and serve. To be a servant and serve. And we want to focus on verse 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. The first thing we must know is no servant can serve two masters. It it just ain't going to work. No servant can serve two masters. A master is one who has authority over another. One you give obedience to. One who has invested something in you. Do you know that God has invested something in you? No matter how hard you try when it comes to God, you either love one and hate the other, hold to the one and despise the other. So if God has manifested life in you, don't live your life for Satan. If God has given you life, don't go run into death. To serve means to work for or be a servant. When we serve Christ, we work to be assistants. You are under military service. You meet the needs of others. You give special honor or respect to God, our Father. As God's children, all of these definitions describe and define us. We're going to look at these a little closer later. First, let's look at our example. Jesus. Jesus said in John 638, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. How many of y'all know it was the Father that sent Jesus? This is the reason I came down to do what it is that the father wants me to do. Jesus came to be of assistance to us. He came to show us how to worship in spirit and in truth. He came to show us how to do those things that is pleasing to the father. And no, I I, I feel like just running. But my body said, you better be still. We find that the will that the father gave Jesus says this in verse 39. And this is the father's will which has sent me. That of all which hath had given me, I should lose nothing. But should raise it up again at the last day. And Jesus being our example. Being a servant. Being first partaker. Means we too, we too have been given a will and a purpose to follow so we can worship him in spirit and in truth and do those things that please our father. Remember, Jesus said, if any man serve me, let him follow me. So that means everybody else that you want to follow along, don't. He said, follow me. Philippians spoke of Jesus and said, who being in the form of God, Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. 
And Jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So as a servant, we die to flesh and become obedient to Christ. Does, does, that, does that sound exciting to anybody? Become obedient and dying to yourself? We all have a will and purpose just as he does. Jesus did it that he might be the firstborn among many. So he may truly be the example that we need. And we can serve, assist, and honor as it pleases Father God. Even in Hebrew 2.14 is said, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. In Romans 6, 6, it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So, our will in following Jesus is seeing the Son and believing on him. Amen. And we know this is found in John 6 and 40. It is important as servants and when we're serving God that we understand and believe the Son. Amen. So we can know both the Father and the Son. So we can be effective servants for them. Without knowing who they are, we would be like a chicken who had his head cut off. Anybody seen a chicken when it first cut their head off? So, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But just in case, when this happens, that chicken is going nowhere but the frying pan. It does not know where to go without a head. The body will run around until it drops. It takes seconds for the body to realize What's happened? If anything is in the pathway of that chicken without that head, it's going to run into it. If you don't know the father and the son, you will be going nowhere fast. You, without a head, you're headed to a frying pan. Without a head, you will run till you drop. You will, without that head, run into a path and whatever is in your path, you're going to hit it. And you're going to fall. In religion, you run until you are burned out. Getting burned out is what happens to a lot of people who didn't know or follow Christ and his teachings. Without the teaching, you don't know what you're doing and don't know where you're going. Many who quit following end up worse than when they started. As servants of God, we are not only here to be served, but we are here also to assist those that need serving. Amen. We know about the servitude of Martha. Martha was cumbered about much serving. Cumbered means weighed down. Anybody ever felt weighed down? 
Felt like you just couldn't, you couldn't go no further. Can't make it. We don't want to be overwhelmed with what we do. We can't do everything. Anybody find that out yet? But we need to do something. It tells us Mary chose that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. That good part is hearing the word of God. When you are hearing and understanding the word, you can teach, you can help, and assist others without being overwhelmed. Psalms 27 and 4 said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Do you desire to be in the house of the Lord all the days of your life? So now we can assist those in need. As servants, we are also soldiers in the army. A soldier is a person who enlists. You are not drafted. You chose. We chose to be servants. We enlisted into his army. To enlist is to engage and support. We have engaged to support this ministry. In doing so, we will engage in a battle with the enemy. We must fight the good fight of faith. We must stand fast and hold our ground. We must be fully persuaded. Are you with me so far? You're fully persuaded? Can you really say what Paul said? I am I'm persuaded that nothing to separate me from the love of Christ. Did anybody think being a Christian would be easy? And the church said, amen. Well, let me share this scripture with you in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. This is what Jesus said unto us. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Anybody need some rest today? Take my yoke, which is my word, upon you, and learn of me. Did he say? He said, learn of me. Not learn about all these other things that's out there in the world. There's so many books out there. You can learn so many things and not know nothing about Jesus. You can learn about all the religions, all the denominations, all the cults. Me and my wife was looking at the end of a program. I mean, I, I still can't picture this in my head, even though I heard it before. How does one individual convince all these folks that a, the flying saucer was coming to take them away? They gave up all their, their, everything they had. They sold everything. In fact, at one point, they even had to go get a job to support what was going on. And they had groups. And what they were told, you, you got to drink this and, and, and you, you, you die and, and the ship is coming. And they made sure, they had group, they made sure, group two made sure group one drank it. Group three made sure group two drank it. Group four made sure group three drank it. 
I, I said to myself, I'd be on group five, but now I ain't going to be in any of them groups. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek, lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you attempt to do it by yourself, you are like that chicken with no head. But if you would just surrender to the word of God and, and follow Jesus, it's going to be a whole lot. You ain't got to drink no Kool-Aid and strychnine and, and all that other stuff. Do those things that you, it just don't even make sense. And when people get weak, they're vulnerable to anything. When you take his word upon you, then you can say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And remember, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We don't fight with flesh and blood. And this is not a chemical warfare, but a spiritual one. As soldiers, we are being prepared and prepped for the battle. We have all the tools needed to fight a good fight. Even with the tools, don't go in your own mind and strength. If God is not in it, if you are not led by his spirit, you will not have the strength, the power, the ability to do anything. For a fight, fighting soldier... To be a good fighting servant is what we want. We must have a good meal. Amen. In order to be a good fighting soldier, I must have a good meal, which is the word of God. I ain't talking about steak and eggs. <laughs> Y'all know me now. But your good meal is the word of God. Yes, Not cheese and crackers. We must have proper training by the Spirit of God. We must have a good leader who is Jesus and be a follower of the instructions they give. With these things in place, we will be able to say, as Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So now as servants, we can honor and respect God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's truly what we want to do. As a servant, when we verbally give honor, remember it tells us in John 5, 23, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which has sent him. When we stand and honor God verbally, we must recognize God as being our Father. And honor the Son who the Father sent. If we just say give honor to God, who we say is the head of our life, 
and do not honor the son who gave us life, we have disrespected them both. Jesus went on to say this in John 12, 27 and 28. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. The whole work of Christ from the lowest degree of his humiliation to the highest degree of his exaltation. There was, a there was a glorifying of his father. He glorified his father by the teaching he taught. And he glorified him by the miracles he brought. And by the unspotted innocence of his father, of his life. Jesus said in verse 28, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. No, Jesus was not praying to himself. Nor was he throwing his voice as a ventriloquist. Jesus had a father he was praying to. And we are servants and we are his servants. If we are sons and we are, if we are heirs and joint heirs, and we are, then we have a father we can call on that is pleased with us. Look at verse 29 and 30. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said, an angel spake to them. They heard God talking to Jesus, but didn't understand what they heard. Some said it thundered. Others said the angels spoke. Jesus answered and said in verse 30, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. You need to know, I got a father. And we got a relationship. Some of y'all thinking one thing, and others thinking another. But I want you to know, that was my father talking to me. He's glorified it and will glorify it again. I did my part and he's doing his. And here's the thing. This was the third time the heavenly voice bore witness to him. First, when his life work began at his baptism. Second, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when his father said, hear ye him. See, you, you got questioned who you're supposed to be listening to, but I want you to hear him because only he has the life that you need. And now, so they might believe Jesus came from God, they hear again. It is not hard to, to be served, but you must have the mind of Christ to be a servant, which means it will not happen if you don't have the mind of Christ. Jesus was tempted in all points such as we, but without sin. He took upon himself the same flesh we have and proved we could do it as well. Let's close with this verse. Hebrews chapter 12, 28. Hebrews 12, verse 28. 
Wherefore, we receive, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. God's kingdom cannot be moved, saints. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. What we have received cannot be moved. Let us have the abundant words of life that has been given us that we may serve and be served of God respectfully and with godly fear. With that, saints, my time is up. And I thank